You know why I'm excited, okay. Frenchie? You know why I'm excited? Why are you excited, James? Because, okay? <laughs> I get to see you after a long time. I haven't seen yeah. you. Yeah. I get to see your face looking at my face with glasses on. I got new glasses, you see? Oh, yeah, I like your glasses. They look like aviators. Yeah, I look, I, I look like they a serial killer. I look like Jeffrey Dahmer, and I'm about it today. Heck, yeah, that's great. It's a good look. I, I don't know if that's a good look, but it's a look. <laughs> <laughs> and you got your hair in a pretty ponytail. Yes. I love it. You look beautiful. Front ponytail, <laughs> baby, all day. Yeah. I'm going to the optometrist, also getting new glasses and contacts because it turns out that when my glasses are fogged up, I really can't see it all. So, you know. <laughs> Bro, I lost my glasses at Taco Bell. Like when I, started, <laughs> I heard about that. Coming back from Taco Bell, <laughs> I lost my glasses. I, first of all, First of all, I came back from a date. Ooh. We got hot and heavy yeah. to jock jams, and it, I was all about it. <laughs> to to specifically space jam space drive jam. jams. Come on and slam, and welcome <laughs> to the jam. I love that. That's what you guys putting are getting hot and heavy work, to. Son. I'm putting in work. <laughs> the advertisement you made on the first episode really paid off, right? <laughs> Yeah. Did I talk about Space Jam for the first episode? No, we <laughs> talked about your height. Oh yeah, ladies, six one baby, and three quarters, and three quarters baby, <laughs> and that's it. Look, I'm out here. If you want to make out to some jog jams, COVID safe with a mask on. It's weird, but I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So good. Well, James, yes. What's this podcast? Well, this podcast is about cryptozoology. It's called the yes. Creature Collective Podcast. Okay. Nice. So basically, we're talking about cryptids, anything that creeps, anything that's rarely sighted, anything that has a grainy photograph taken by somebody with a very long beard. We're all about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> and Especially the very long beard part. The very long beard, very ZZ Top-ish. I've been working on mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I can see the little... The little now, let me not even say that. Yeah, don't have facial hair, Frenchie. I know, I've been trying. It's just, don't, it's not working. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have Toto face. I'm sorry, Frenchie. <laughs> what face? Toto. That's what my sister says. She says, she says, you got Toto face. That means you don't. What's that? That's when you have a bald face. But also, also, yeah, also, I think. It's true. I think Toto is like slang for something bad. I think oh, it's. Oh, no. <laughs> think, <laughs> but I don't quite know what the slang for it is. So we'll find out if anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess so. Hopefully it's not anything too inflammatory since we're putting it on our podcast. <laughs> look, I'm all, look, I support Totos. I don't know what it is, but I support it. Yeah, we both got that. <laughs> <laughs> support Toto. Frenchie. Yes. Who are we talking about today or what are we talking about today? I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a, if it's a person. It's a monster. It's well, a yeah, it's kind of a monster. So this week we're talking about the Flatwood Monster from Flatwoods, West Virginia. Ooh, country roads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this story is a lot shorter than the last one, which is kind of nice. But do you want to give us a description of the Flatwoods Monster? There's different accounts because it looks like, because on pictures, renderings and stuff, it looks like a, like, like a teardrop head. With two bulging eyes, mm-hmm. with like the little like dress thing on, but there is a uh, description of it saying that it's a has a reptilian head that's bony, and it dragged itself like a lizard 
across a hood of some car. This is talking about a sighting. So I'm not going to go deep yeah. in depth with it. But yeah, yeah, we'll cover that later. It's like some account is like reptilian. And then but the, all the pictures like look like like a radish or some shit, like a pigment. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm very confused. The sizes range from like 10 feet to like 17 feet. Yes, so it's yeah. very, it's very large. Yeah. It's or varied. it's not very large. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very varied size creature. <laughs> exactly. It's like when I tell uh, females certain uh, uh, aspects of my, my physical appearance. But <laughs> I am 6'1", ladies. And if you want to make out to jog jams <laughs> with masks on, I'm about it. <laughs> I'm just, letting, I'm just letting you know. Specifically with masks on. With masks on. We're COVID yeah. safe. We're COVID yeah, safe. Yeah, gotta be COVID safe. Yeah. COVID no safe. mouth stuff. No. <laughs> oh, no, Frenchie. <laughs> no mouth stuff. No mouth stuff. That's what masks are for. This is what masks are for. And also, yeah. Frenchie, you did a little bit of research on this. Yes. You want to hear about the Flatwoods monster? I would like to hear about the Flatwoods monster. All right. Yes. Thank you, Frenchie. <laughs> So, on a warm evening on September 12, 1952, a group of boys were playing ball in the schoolyard in Flatwoods, West Virginia. As they played, a great fiery ball burst across the sky above them. It flew over the trees and the nearby hilltop before seeming to land. So together, the boys Ed and Freddie May, 13 and 12, and their friend Tommy Heyer took off towards the pulsing light at the top of the hill. On the way, they stopped to get the May boys' mother, Kathleen, and the group made their way to the top of the hill. They were joined by a boy named Neil Nunley, Ronnie Shaver, and a young National Guardsman named Eugene Lemon. He also brought his dog, Ricky. So, in a world full of mad scientists and atomic bombs and Russian spies, the boys' minds spun with the idea of a spaceman landing in their woods. They laughed and joked about men from Mars flying in saucers, but their excitement turned to a kind of dread as they approached the hilltop and it became enveloped by an acrid mist. Acrid mist. <laughs> what was that face? Because, because first of all, I don't know what none of those words mean except for mist. It means a very smelly, strong mist. Oh. Like a strongly smelling mist. Ew. I know, it was stinky. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> It burned their noses and the back of their throats and smelled vaguely of burning metal or sulfur. So I grew up in an oil town. If you go out and you drive into the oil fields, they smell really strongly of sulfur. And I wonder if it smelled kind of like this. Wait, so sulfur, is that like farts? Does yeah, it smell like, like farts? farts. <laughs> or like, yeah. <laughs> or rotten eggs, oh. yeah. <laughs> so this monster smells like farts, bro. <laughs> yes, it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody described it as like a Frankenstein monster with B.O. Oh, no. <laughs> Stinky fart monster. <laughs> so that smell would leave them vomiting for hours and coughing for days. And the doctor who treated them afterwards claimed that the symptoms in the description were telltale signs of mustard gas poisoning, which is pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. I have a vague recollection of what mustard gas is. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't smell like mustard, even though that's what 
my my mind wants it to smell like yeah i think it's called mustard gas because of the color it's like what they use in like vietnam and like that. also world war one that and i think i think agent orange but i haven't looked into it because i didn't think about it they're also part of the reason why bio warfare is no longer legal in any war which is crazy all because of uh because of mustard <laughs> yep all right so above them, on the hill, the tops of the trees had been torn asunder, leaving behind gnarled and twisted branches. And not too far away, something large and spherical glowed and pulsed with fire. It let out a faint hissing sound, kind of like a jet plane. Um, others described it as a pulsing sound, like someone hitting canvas or like a small drum or a beating heart. What kind of weird ass monster is this, bro? <laughs> he smells like B.O. and farts, and he and he bangs on drums. <laughs> this is the weirdest monster ever. <laughs> it's a very fabulous monster. <laughs> it wants to make an impression. It knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> a very smelly entrance, bro. Neil Dunley and Eugene Lemon approached, and Richie, the dog, seemed to kind of cower at his side. And suddenly to their left, a huge mechanical figure emerged. It seemed to glide in a circle towards them as if they were only in its path. Its head glowed red and had two porthole-like eyes that emitted light, which at once seemed to focus on Nunley and Lemon, but also seemed somewhat unaware of their existence. That doesn't make any sense, <laughs> even a little bit. Kind of like it was just passing by and they just happened to be there. Like Nunley tried to explain it later and he, like the person who interviewed him, he tried to explain to him, but he was like, it doesn't move like a person. I can't even show you. It just moved in like a circle, but also towards us. That's the weird, this is the weirdest fucking yeah, monster it's really ever, crazy. Bro. bro, he's like, he's like ignoring you, but knowing you're there. Like when I see a friend from high school oh, that yeah. I don't want to talk to at the supermarket, this shit is yeah, so or weird. Or someone you so. don't know very well, so you like... Don't make eye contact. You pretend to look at your phone. <laughs> Even people I do know yeah, I do that shit with. I don't want to talk to nobody <laughs> in public. I don't like stopping chats. <laughs> yeah, you're an exception, <laughs> Frenchie. That's true. If I saw you, I would run after you and hug you. Well, probably in the before times, I would run after you and hug you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. COVID right now. You I can't know. be hugging. You, it's so sad. Especially when, especially when the jog jam's on. <laughs> I, especially when the jog jam's on. <laughs> I'll remember to never play Space Jam around you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it brings up memories. It'll make you dirty. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make me smell like sulfur. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Overwhelmed with fear, the boys sprinted away back down the hill. It said one of them had to be cleaned like a baby. And it's sometimes claimed that Richie the dog died soon after of unknown causes. Maybe the, the mustard gas-like acrid smell. Oh, no. <laughs> Farts killed him. <laughs> Silent <Yeah>. but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> so UFOs were pretty big news at the time. The Cold War had created a hotbed for anxiety and conspiracy theories. Scientists from World War II were helping to develop and test atomic bombs that would completely annihilate people. The Soviet Union had successfully tested atomic bombs, and the U.S. Air Force was on alert for bombs in the skies. So things flying in the skies were pretty scary and on the forefront of people's minds at the time. I don't know if this is true, but I've read that during atomic blasts, it causes people's bodies to kind of glow from the inside. Like, it becomes transparent as if it's a real-life x-ray. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard it. Can you imagine how scary that would be? That would be scary and also mildly 
interesting because if somebody's like glowing like a with like one of those like fish underwater like on the bottom of like like the bottom of the ocean that's pretty cool yeah. like angular fish is it angular, angular fish yeah angular, angular. Fish. <laughs> don't make don't make fun of the way that i say angular fish <laughs> angular it has lots of points <laughs> Everybody, Reggie's bullying me on this podcast. No, shut up. I don't want to bully you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a bully. (laughs) All right. So in April that year, only five months before the sightings, Life magazine published an article titled, Have We Visitors from Space? Which included credible accounts, quote unquote, credible accounts from Air Force pilots and eyewitnesses and claimed to offer evidence of existence of real interplanetary saucers. Life magazine posted that. Isn't that crazy? Life or published? Yeah. Life magazine. <laughs> Wait, did you? What did you say before? He said <laughs> in 1952. Uh, he posted and posted it in his magazine. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but Life magazine did. I mean, it's with the times. Life magazine posted some bullshit before. They've they've like posted. Oh, like I'm saying posted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into some fun stuff. And I'm actually kind of excited that this is our first extraterrestrial, and this is why. So one of the first writers on the scene was a guy named Gray Barker. Do you recognize that name? It's okay if you don't. Wait, Gray Barker? Yeah. Like Bob Barker? <laughs> no. For <laughs> <laughs> no prices, right? No. <laughs> you can't. That's the only Barker that I know. He's a man that's uh, like, like having uh, you guess the price of aliens uh, and extraterrestrials. <laughs> you said, yeah, remember that name, Barker? Yes, spade and neuter your cats. <laughs> and how much do you think this saucer is worth? <laughs> but who am I supposed to recognize from this person's name? Okay, so... Gray Barker would become one of the most famous writers for investigating UFOs. And you'll find out why he's really famous at the end of this section. So at the time, UFOs were the subject of kind of poorly written magazine articles. And Barker introduced a literary flair that sensationalized the subject. He asked questions about the government that were too frightening to talk about, but were also on everyone's mind. Why is there lead in our paint? (laughs) That's a good question. I have question. this theory that the reason there were so many serial killers and so much violence for like several decades is because there was so much lead in the gas and in the air and in the paint. Yeah, I, look, everybody crazy from that time period. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's another conversation. That's another podcast. That's an, <laughs> that's the the boomer lead talk. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Oh man, oh, there was more. There was more lead in there. Life. <laughs> there was more lead in their life. Yeah. Frenchie, what are we talking okay, about right, right now? Sorry. <laughs> that was a tangent. <laughs> I'm the only one who can make non sequiturs. You know this. I do what I want, James. <laughs> I can make non sequiturs if I want to. <laughs> okay. So, Barker also happened to be a Flatwoods native, which allowed him the advantages of familiarity amongst the. Uh, about 300 population town. Like, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> small town. I think it still is around, like, 300 people. It's crazy small. Damn, everybody knows everybody. I don't want people in my business like right? that. Right? Ooh, weird. Yeah. 
Like I came from a from a small city, and even that, I still ran into people that I knew everywhere. Yeah, I don't anymore. But yeah, no, not into it. Too weird. I don't know. No everybody's baby. in everybody's business. It's weird. So he interviewed the boys and the May brothers' mother, Kathleen, along with a few other people who had also seen a fireball cross the sky that night. He found that the incident had happened simultaneously with similar sightings in a few other states, too, at the time, which is kind of cool. At the scene, a man showed him skid marks <laughs> 10 feet apart uh, in the ground. I feel like I, oh. can't, I can't say skid marks oh. without laughing. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about something completely different. I was like... What are you showing people, random people with skid marks and you shitting yourself? <laughs> Inappropriate. That's not that's not something that's not part of this investigation, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Pull your pants up, sir. <laughs> this is turning out to be a very dirty creature. It needs a shower. <laughs> So the skin marks were 10 feet apart on the ground and they could have been where the saucer landed or they might have been caused by the creature itself. Brooks Fisher, the man who owned the farm, did state that he had harvested hay in that location and had used a tractor which could potentially cause skid marks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> too afraid of skid marks. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wait, I said I'm afraid of skid marks? You did, what? yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say tractors. <laughs> Frenzy, I'm on so much caffeine right now. I can tell. Also, <laughs> Wait, are you, you're afraid of tractors? No, I'm not afraid of tractors. I was oh. making a thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about, about uh, things that I say. They're usually <laughs> very, very stupid. So I'm letting you know this beforehand. Well, at least they're they're somewhat nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of skin marks. I'm scared of tractors. I'm not scared so- of either of those things, Frenchie. <laughs> <laughs> Would you think I am, Frenchie? I'm not scared of those things. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no skin marks. <laughs> Ghostbusters reference. Thank you. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no skin marks. Okay. So what were we talking about? The tractor? Oh, right. Yeah. So he'd use a tractor, but he hadn't used a tractor in the area where the marks were because it was too steep. Also, some of Barker's friends from high school had driven a truck up there to investigate themselves, but they hadn't driven in that area because it was too steep for their truck. So it's kind of unclear what might have caused the marks other than the supposed saucer. So mysterious. It's very mysterious. I'm on the edge of my uh, pantalones. (laughs) Keep your pants on, sir. I wanted to show you my skin marks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't want to see this, James. (laughs) We just talked about this. So there was there was also foxfire in the area, and foxfire is super cool because you know you know I love mushrooms. So foxfire is the glow that is emitted by bioluminescent mushrooms, and it looks kind of like fairy lights and trees and bushes. It's that is cool. So cool. It's so That's pretty. Very cool. Mm-hmm. But when Barker went to investigate, there was no foxfire to be seen. But honestly, the mushrooms could have just withered by then, so they might not have been glowing anymore. So Kathleen May had just returned from her interview on TV with the show We the People. I don't know what that is because I didn't look it up. And I also couldn't find any interviews by Kathleen May, which is very frustrating because I feel like she talked the most to reporters about this and I just can't find anything about it. Probably should have looked on Reddit, but I only just thought of that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Reggie, you're talking to a person... Who, who scrambled to think, to find sightings because he was watching Star Trek episodes and I forgot. 
<laughs> Mind you, I've watched every Star Trek episode like a billion times. I don't know why. I'm just I'm just trying to find excuses to so like you'd be like, oh, okay, this this all right, James. You don't gotta worry about that. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not. I think it's gonna be hilarious. I can't wait. So Kathleen was hesitant to tell Barker her full story. She'd been contacted by somebody, quote unquote, from the government who had warned her not to give out information. And she'd also been advised by a lawyer that her story could probably give her, like, get her a lot of money if she found the right person. And I think probably that was more the motivation than the quote unquote government people. She later received a letter from the government explaining that the monster was in fact a government created rocket ship propelled by an ammonia like hyzodrine or nitric acid. I don't know what none of those words mean. Also, that sounds fake as fuck. It does, right? <laughs> it sounds so fake. It sounds like some shit that Star Trek will come up with. Yeah. It's like, like hydrogen, phosphorus, ammonium nitrates. Like, yeah, that's not just even saying words. Yeah. You're just saying elements on the periodic table, say. Like hydroxychloroquine <laughs> or something. It's like, Beverly Crusher, you don't know what you're talking about right now. That's not real things. Just sounds made mm-hmm. up, yeah. They explained that the story would be released publicly, which it was. And then after that, she could share her story if she wanted to. Basically stealing her spotlight and all the money that she could have made. But whatever. At the time, okay, so we're getting into some fun stuff now. So at the time, the American Air Force had assembled a task force called Project Blue Book. (laughs) I know about Project Blue Book. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Isn't it exciting? It's very cool. It's almost definitely the inspiration for the X-Files. Yeah, most definitely. Heck yeah. So they were formed to determine if UFOs were a threat to national security and to systematically analyze UFO-related data, which is dope. That is so cool that a government agency existed to do that. Oh, man, that's awesome. It probably must have been like inundated with... uh so much ufo sightings that they're like well we have to do some shit about this right now yeah i think they did i have it written down somewhere that they they analyzed i think like i want to say either 1200 or 12,000. i can't remember but yeah it's a huge amount of information so basically they collected thousands of ufo reports including the flatwoods monster incident their files were analyzed by the condon committee (laughs) that sounds like you just made that up i know (laughs) i read it as condom so many times (laughs) the condom committee (laughs) the committee for condoms (laughs) what is you looking up right now i know (laughs) frenchy i don't know what you're looking up right now okay so yeah This was the colloquial name for the University of Colorado UFO project directed by Edward Condon. He had a terrible childhood. Oh my God, I know. Such a bad childhood. (laughs) Good old Eddie Condom. (laughs) Good old Eddie Condom. Condom Welcome to the party. (laughs) All right, here we go again. In their final Condon report... It was determined that no UFO evaluated by the Air Force was a threat to national security. There's no evidence that the sightings represented technological developments outside of their modern knowledge at the time. And there's no evidence that any sightings were extraterrestrial in nature. They ended up shutting down, I think, in the 60s. I think 1968? Yeah, so it was from 1966 to 1968 is when the Condon Project was going on. Damn, that's a quick uh, time. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a short amount of time. Project Blue Book lasted a little longer. They started, in, I think, in the early 50s and it ended in 1969. <laughs> but the Condon Report was only like just analyzing that data. So it was like one year. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's like three years. Math. Yeah, math. Math. <laughs> so when two men in uniform came to Flatwoods posing as magazine writers, Barker speculated that these men in black could have been members of an underground government agency, thereby introducing the first incident of the notorious men in black. Frenchie, <laughs> that is so awesome. I that know, is isn't so it amazing? awesome, Frenchie. That is so, so awesome. fucking cool. I love that is it. So cool. I love that this is our first extraterrestrial and it also just happens to be the first incidence of men in black. That's so fucking awesome. But that's amazing. <laughs> also, thank you, Flatwoods Monster. Yes, thank you, thank Flatwoods you. Monster. Thank you, Gray Barker. <laughs> thank you, brother Bob Barker. Gray Barker. <laughs> thank you for showing us what saucers are worth. <laughs> and introducing the men in black. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end, the government reported that the saucer was likely a fireball meteorite. And here's the thing. So, I think that this is entirely plausible because I've actually seen a fireball before. And it was really cool. It lasted maybe like a second, but it was like one of the most fantastic things I've ever seen. So I can totally see how it's possible Wait. that they saw a fireball. So explain to me what a fireball is again. Okay. For so the people fireball, in the back. A fireball is an actual real classification for um, like a type of falling star, a type of shooting star or a type of meteorite. Oh, okay. So about a year and a half ago, I was at my amazing friends Tessa and Anton's wedding. They were doing a campfire wedding. So we were having a bonfire and I separated from everybody to go use the restroom. And on my way back... I stopped to look up at the stars because, you know, I'm sentimental and I like looking at the stars. Ooh, romantic. <laughs> Shut up, James. Shut up. <laughs> Space jam. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we turn on the jack jams, baby. Don't make me turn on the jack jams. Make it real it. steamy on this podcast. <laughs> so I looked up at the stars for a moment by myself in the middle of the woods. And this... I thought it was an airplane at first because it was like, it was really bright, but it was moving way too fast and it was too big. It was round and it had a fiery tail and it shot through the sky, just like they're describing. It shot through the sky over the trees for just about a second and then just kind of faded out. It was beautiful and amazing. It Bro, was so cool. That's awesome. That's kind of similar. Yeah. To, that's kind of similar to like when I thought that I saw a, like a bunch of UFOs, but it turns out it was the lights. From the football field down the way. <laughs> it was exactly like that too. <laughs> so it's like that. I did once. Oh my God, this is going to make me sound crazy. I did once see a UFO, but I think it was just like one of those like government planes. Because sometimes they used to do uh, air shows over my hometown because that's just the kind of town I'm from. Oh, an air show town. Yeah. So... I ended up looking it up later and there were a lot of different sightings that same night of like meteors and fireballs. Um, and that's when I found out that it's like an actual real classification, which is so freaking cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So I can totally see how they might have seen a fireball and that's why there wasn't really anything, any evidence of there being anything there when anyone went there. Although I've heard that the government officials did say that the tops of the trees had been torn off. 
fireballs don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe if it was if it was a meteorite, maybe it just disintegrated. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Bro, I'm not a scientist either. <laughs> We're just engineers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about science. Get that periodic table shit out of here, son. Get that ammonium nitrates out of here. <laughs> Yeah, I can I can totally see how this this is plausible. They also claimed that the creature was likely an owl whose size was exaggerated by the light. So like, you know, if you see something and it seems like huge because of the shadow, but it wasn't. And possibly the reflection from its eyes could have been from a flashlight. Although they seem pretty scared. I'm not sure an owl. I mean, I know an, an owl can have like a meter and a half, I think, wingspan, which is pretty huge. But I don't know. The description of it does look like kind of like an owl, though. Yeah, that the um, the spade shape of the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, like an owl or a radish. Yeah, very much like a radish. <laughs> yeah. So here's the other kind of exciting thing. The sighting also incidentally occurred only 15 years before Mothman sightings happened, also in West Virginia, albeit in Point Pleasant, which is about an hour away, I think. The massive sides and glowing eyes align with descriptions of the Mothman. And Mothman is my favorite. So obviously this is my favorite of the uh, theories of what it could be. But yeah, that's the Flatwoods monster. Wait, so the theory? So one of the theories is that it's another monster. That it's a Mothman. So the theory to explain realistically (laughs) what this thing is, is to compare it to another I think, well, I mean, I think that's just how monsters are. They're like, it could be an owl or it could be the Loch Ness Monster. Or it could be the Flatwoods Monster or it could be another monster completely. So it's either way it's a monster. Yeah. You, <laughs> you sir, are on drugs. <laughs> yep, I think he is. Yeah, that's the Flatwoods Monster. Nice. Frenchie, I'm going to tell you some sightings Yay. that I hastily scribble down <laughs> watching Star Trek, the one where they uh, meet their counterparts who are evil. And you know they're evil because they have mustaches and goatees. <laughs> goatees are so scary. So scary. I think you already talked about this one, but I'm going to reiterate it with uh, less details probably. Yeah, so the Flatwoods Monster. On September 12th, 1952, the May brothers, Ed, 13, Freddie, 12 were playing in a schoolyard with their brother Tommy Haya, who was 10, noticing a pulsing red light and a crash nearby in a nearby farm. I got it. <laughs> it's okay. All right. They ran to the, they ran to their mother and they were like, oh, like piecing together. They were like, oh shit, mom, there's this thing that crashed up up the hill. So they go, they run up the hill. And um, okay, so they say a local newspaper afterwards said uh, seven Braxton residents on Saturday reported seeing a 10-foot Frankenstein-like monster in the hills above Flatwoods. A National Guard member, 17-year-old Jean Lemon, also known as Jeanne Limon, was (laughs) leading the group when he saw what appeared to be a pair of bright eyes in a tree. Lemon screamed and fell backwards fell backwards onto his back. All right, this is what the news account said. When he saw a 10-foot monster with a blood-red body. His body was red like blood. Sangre. (laughs) Holy shit. And a a green face that seemed to glow. Uh, And it had claws for hands. That doesn't make (laughs) any sense because you 
like how you have claws for hands like wouldn't the claws be in your hands wouldn't you already have hands but uh add claws for hands wait james did you just describe someone holding a claw with their hand maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> wouldn't the claw be in their hands <laughs> you know what here's the thing when I when I said it, I thought I was like, oh, you know what? I'm smarter than these people. And then now I said it, and I'm like, you can have claws for hands. <laughs> you don't have to have a claw in your hand. Oh my god, I love this. It's just this giant monster just holding two claws. <laughs> holding two claws. <laughs> they said it was it was hard to tell because of the dense mist. It was very dense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And smelly. The day after the September 12th incident in Flatwoods, another strange sighting occurred near Strange Creek, about 20 miles south of the Flatwoods. Ooh. George and Edith Snitowski <laughs> and, <laughs> and their 18-month-old son were driving through the rural area between Clay and Braxton County on Route 4. I travel on Route 4 all the time, but it's not the same Route 4, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> because the Route 4 I drive on is in New Jersey. <laughs> so, <laughs> then their car suddenly died. So he's like, oh, fuck. You know, Mr. Snitowski, being a very, uh, you know, wary person. I'm putting things into my mind of what Mr. Snitowski is from a long line <laughs> of Snitowskis. <laughs> Mr. You know all the Snitowskis. I know every one of the Snitowskis. <laughs> Mr. Snitowski, he tried to restart the car, but he couldn't restart it. It was night. The road was deserted. And while Mr. Snitowski was trying to decide what to do, a foul, sulfurous smell filled the air. And the baby began to cry. It he smelled farted. like farts. Yep, he definitely farted. He definitely farted, and it, the baby started to cry because he farted. He ate the same thing that the Nunley boy ate. <laughs> and he was, he's just going to blame it on an extraterrestrial. He's so embarrassed. He said, which one of these motherfucking extraterrestrials are out here farting? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who farted out here. But I think it was a Flatwoods monster. I don't know who did it. It definitely wasn't me. A bright light filled the darkness, and the couple witnessed a 10-foot-tall creature hovering in front of the car. Oh. Yes, it's another thing about the Flowers Monster. It hovers, mm-hmm. which is the creepiest thing ever. Yeah. When you have two claws in your hands. <laughs> Holding the claws, You're bouncing holding, up and down. Bouncing up and down and hovering. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I had to act that out. If you can see what Frenchie is doing right now, she's bouncing up and down in a chair with her hands outstretched and her fingers spread apart. It's the best thing. Holding imaginary claws. Holding imaginary claws are here. Yeah, because you can't. Look, how you have claws for hands? You have claws in your hands. Duh. I thought I was so smart. Freaking idiot. This person who wrote this article is an idiot. <laughs> it turns out it turns out that I'm the idiot. Oh my god, James. 
<laughs> First of all, you're not an idiot. <laughs> you're a beautiful man. It's, it's either me or the person who wrote this article. So either one of us is an idiot. It's, I don't think it's the person who wrote the article. I think it's the person who talked about claws in your hands. I just really love that that's where your mind went to. Like, <laughs> the first fucking... thing you thought of was somebody holding claws. <laughs> and in your brain, you were like, you can't have claws for hands. You can only hold them. <laughs> Some fucking idiots, bro. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so go on. its head was reportedly <laughs> reptilian and bony. Oh. And the creature dragged its lizard-like hand across the hood of the car. Ew, why'd it do that? Because it's creepy as fuck and it smells <laughs> it like, like farts. <laughs> and before drifting away into the woods, as soon as the monster was out of sight, the car restarted and then what? they hauled ass. <laughs> Mrs. Snitowski later gave his account to Mail Magazine in 1955. Mail Magazine? That sounds really dirty. That sounds like, a, like, like one of those magazines that um I never had those magazines, but they mysteriously were under my bed for my <laughs> for my mom to find. I don't know who put those there. Oh my god, <laughs> I definitely didn't own those magazines either. But if I did, I kept them underneath the drawer in my dresser. Ex- and then when I moved, my one of my stepmom's dads definitely didn't find it Oof. and hand it to me. It's like here you go, here here are your titties. <laughs> You and Mrs. Natowski. Yep. <laughs> so that yeah, that's that was the that was the uh the sightings um that I yeah. haphazardly scrolled down. <laughs> hey, they were they were perfect. Other than the uh thinking that you can't have claws, you can only hold them. I felt like that was great. Bruh. <laughs> I thought it was so smart. <laughs> I'm never gonna get over this. <laughs> I thought it was so smart. I was like, these are fucking idiots writing it on history.com. You don't know. You can't have claws for hands, dummy. It's either claws or hands. Or hands. Obviously. Like what, like, what the fuck are you talking about? This isn't... Now... I am, this is what I'm going to draw this week because I drew the Flatwoods monster and it looks like shit. So I'm going to draw someone holding a claw. I love it. This whole story was just sightings. So I avoided talking about them, but I heard that it was speculated that the Flatwoods monster might have been a suit for that weird lizard Flatwoods monster. Oh, Oh, yeah. like it was exploring, and then it was like, "Oh, I don't need this. This is fine. I'm just gonna yeah, be naked." I need this weird ass suit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you my skid marks, man. <laughs> yeah, and then drag my hands across like some your window. Creepy as fuck. What the? What is that? <laughs> I don't know, but it reminds you of like people like waving goodbye through a yeah. door. <laughs> like slowly saying goodbye forever. Reggie, <laughs> they're like, "That is the weirdest way to wave that you just did." <laughs> I'll send you videos of what I'm talking about. Who is waving to you like that? <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen videos of people like saying goodbye and then going through the door and then only their hand is out waving slowly? I've never seen that in my life, Fergie. <laughs> oh Fergie, my God, I'm a crazy person. I was person. 30 years old. I've never seen that in my life. Not once. <laughs> 
I am a crazy. I'm going to find this and I'm going to, I know it exists. It's real. It probably does exist. It's not in my Firstly, head. I, I think I'm right about a lot of things which I'm very wrong in. So <laughs> it probably is right. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I think that we have a phone call from somebody. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think his name is like Sascrotch420. What? Let me, let, me, let, me patch up, let me patch up through. All <laughs> right. It's Sasquatch 420 here, coming live from the Cryptid Collective. Collective. <laughs> right now, we have in one corner the Kaftar, and in the other corner, we have the itty bitty jackalope. The itty bitty jackalope in the other corner. <laughs> you're doing great Sasquatch <laughs> alright I'm gonna let these two other people talk now I'm gonna be off I'm gonna put my phone on on mute thank you thank you Sasquatch 420 that was so great Sasquatch so, thank you for having so us so good so that was so beautiful <laughs> so uh, the Kaftar is Persian for hyena and refers Ooh, cool. it refers to a mystical race of shapeshifters sighted around India's capital of New Delhi. Oh, so cool. We should do this creature someday. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. It's said that it has magic and it can kill people without even touching them. Whoa. Holy shit. So I put size, I put one because it's like a little bit bigger than a human. For horror, I put five because first of all, something that looks like a, is it bipedal or bipedal? I think either way is fine. A bipedal hyena. Yeah, bipedal sounds dirty for some reason. Yeah, it does sound pretty dirty. But maybe I've been listening to too much space. Yeah, you know. Oh. (laughs) 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 It's like, it's like brolic. It's like mad brolic. You know how like people like work out and they like get muscular up top and have skinny legs? Yeah. That's how this creature looks. When their necks go down to their elbows. Yep. Looks looks like that. And their Mm -hmm. legs is mad skinny. This is what the... This is what... (laughs) What, what this kaftar looks like would you say that this is under the like werewolf category i think so it looks like it looks like crash bandicoot wow cool yeah i can send you a picture that's exactly what i was imagining yeah, it looks like crash bandicoot yeah. without jeans except muscly yeah it's muscly but like crash bandicoot on pants but this, this yeah. creature is nasty as fuck yeah it don't got on pants <laughs> i mean crash bandicoot's neck did go down to his elbows so that's a very good description I think. exactly do very good mm-hmm. descriptions Horror, five, because it's very scary. And it could kill you without touching you, but if it wanted to touch you, it probably could. Yes, it has claws and shit. Movement, I put four, because it's a hyena. Yeah. Hyena man, which is relatively fast. It's uh, natural weapons, claws, four. Fangs, four. Reach, two, because it has those long-ass Crash Bandicoot arms. Yeah. Now, I should have added this together, but... um. <laughs> I'll do it right now. We can do it at the end. Yeah, I can. I can talk about mine. Talk about yours now. So I have the itty bitty jackalope, which is a family favorite. I did this because it was already done for me for my dad in our examples, (laughs) and I forgot to do it until literally right before we did the show. (laughs) I support that. I support it. Thanks, Lord Scudley, for doing this for us. Thank you, Lord Scudley. (laughs) So I did size itty bitty. So I put a two, but I think I'm going to take it down to one because yours sounds way bigger than mine and you gave yours a one. 
So mine, it's a little bit scary because it's like a tiny thing with horns that whose eyes glow if you put the light on it. So I just gave it a one. No strength. It's just a cute little scary bunny. It does have a lot of movement because it can run, it can burrow, it can leap. So it's a, I gave it a 12 for movement. It's got little claws and fangs. So it doesn't have a lot of natural weapons. Its special abilities though are pretty cool. It's got a bunch of things like arcane protection. It can confuse people because it's a rabbit with antlers. Wait, what is arcane protection? What is that? I don't know because I didn't do this. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask. I, you know, I know. No, you know what? I heard you say it and that's my fault. <laughs> this, this, very much my fault. I should have looked it up, but I literally forgot until the very last moment before. This is like when you were scribbling down all of your sightings, except even worse because I didn't do any of this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but they're so cute. I love jackalopes. They're pretty cute. They have deflection because they can actually move pretty quickly. You know, rabbits are really hard to catch if, unless you're like a fox or something. They have low light vision. They can mimic children's voices, it's said, so that's pretty scary. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. But they do get a negative, too, because they can't run across water. So, you know, they're not, like, the most scary guys, but they got about, like, a 26 points. What you got? Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Bro, first of all, I got 20. You know what? There's no way. There's no way. No, because, you know, you I got think all the jackalope is going to have to forfeit. I think the jackalope is going to die from from fright. Look, if you look fair and square, you you beat me. So that there's means no that, way. I don't know. I this guess is, these are the rules. Them the rules. I guess Them's so. I rules. guess the jackalope was so fast and it scurried so well yeah. that he just got tired and fell over. Exactly. And plus, like, yeah, like the captar is pretty top heavy. So I'm That's pretty true. And it can't. His legs is mad little, right? Yeah. The rabbit just like ran through its legs and it reached down to grab it and fell on its head. Exactly. Yep. And this is the story we're coming up with. Because I, I can't, because I probably can't do math. So. <laughs> that means next week, Mothman is going to fight the jackalope. Yes. Holy shit. I'm excited. So, wait, does this, does this mean that you won both times? Yeah, I think so. You know what, Frenchie? <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna pick a better one next time. <laughs> you should be Believe more generous that. with the way you score it. I think. No, I'm not gonna look. No, no freebies out here. No freebies. <laughs> Everybody sings for their supper. Okay. <laughs> All right. Woo! Exciting. All right. I won twice. Sorry, I'm not gonna gloat. That's rude. I can take it back. It's very rude. Yeah. But Mothman won, not Frenchie. Moth Mothman did win. Mm -hmm. He won a lot of things. Yeah. He's very nice nice person i don't i realize i don't Supposedly. know much about the mothman Ooh, we need to do it someday it's one of my favorites it's like the only scary i think i told you this it's the only scary movie that ever scared me and it's only because like it was based on a true story it was based on a true story mm -hmm. is it like based on prophecies a, is it based on a true story like how horror movies are based on a true story when they're not really based on a true story mm, yeah i think so yeah oh okay it's like based yeah. on a true story and it's like oh yeah she went to the store and then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like once I went a little more into it, I was like, oh, this isn't actually that scary. But it is very cool. It's such an interesting story. We should go into it eventually. Most definitely. Yeah, I want to spend some real good time on that one. And I want to spend an episode of Star Trek on it in between. Is there an episode of Star Trek with the Mothman? No, I'm just going to be watching Star Trek and trying to scramble to write down the sightings. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at this, James. You're a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm a professional professor. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this has been the Creature Collective. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I wrote down our social media this time because last time we got it wrong. We got our own social media wrong. That is definitely true. Yeah. So follow us on Instagram at the Creature Collective Pod, on Twitter at the Creature Pod, and James, yes. what's our Facebook? I don't remember. But, oh no! <laughs> but <laughs> we're getting it wrong again. <laughs> I think it's the Creature Collective. Wait, 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 wait. I think it's the. We are professionals. I think it's the Creature Collective. It's one of those. It's one of those. We'll figure it out. Look, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We don't care about Facebook. And we'll right post now. it on one of those places and you'll be able to find us that way. Yeah, we'll be able to find our Facebook. You guys were new <laughs> at this, okay? <laughs> you didn't you coming up with all these pop quizzes now. I didn't know you was t- <laughs> where's, where's that Facebook? I should have wrote I should have written the Facebook down, but I didn't know what the Facebook was, so I didn't write it down. And, and, apparently, I didn't know either, so. <laughs> we are so good at this. We'll get better. This is true. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the Creature Collective Pod, a French's Asylum production. And uh, stay spooky and stay scary. Stay scary. Uh, keep your pants on. I don't know if wants to see a skid marks. That's right. It's gross. Bye. Bye. Bye.